Patreon exclusive episode of Allegedly Astrology. Each episode, we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. So Dana, what are we talking about on this episode? Today, we're talking about the alleged 20-year feud (laughs) between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. So for those who might not know, Sex and the City was an HBO series that became a cultural phenomenon during the early 2000s. The show lasted for six years and was known for its cigarette smoking, fashion, no strings attached hookups, and of course, Cosmos. (laughs) aka Cosmopolitans. But beyond that, it became known in the 20 years following for the rumored feud between two of its stars, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. And so remember, like, even though the show ran for only six years, it's just like continued to put out like movies and spinoffs. And it still remained very much like as part of the culture. So Before we get into the feud, let's learn a little bit about the show. Yes, because here's a refresher, because I thought one of the characters' names was Miranda Priestly, and that is (laughs) not correct. Um, So Sex and the City was about four women, Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, and Miranda, and they lived in New York City. It was honestly a huge hit. Everyone knew about Sex and the City. Like, it was the thing that you watched on HBO on Sunday. So what is its chart? Okay, so it was released on June 6, 1998, and it had a 9 p.m. Eastern time slot. So those chart is for New York. Woo! Um, and it is a Gemini sun, <laughs> a Scorpio moon, and a Sagittarius rising. So the sun in Gemini, uh, the sun is in Gemini in the seventh house of relationships, along with Mercury, where Mercury is domicile, and Mars. So this stellium very much has sex and relationship yeah, columnist. That's what I was thinking. All over it, right? Yeah. The sun is like, wow. shows that the show revolves around. Mercury is writing and communication and Mars is sex. So on top of that, Gemini is a sun that like really corresponds with best friends. And that's pretty much what the show was, you know, secretly about. It was, it's called Sex and the City, but it's really a show about female friendships. And the fifth character is New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Uh, no, people say that. I know. That's like, why I'm making and- fun of every time they like talk about that or like a Woody Allen movie. Everyone's like, and the, New York is a character character in this movie it's like eat my dick the moon is in scorpio in the 12th house i've never seen a woody allen movie the moon's in scorpio in the 12th house where it is in its fall and the moon in scorpio is a conundrum right it's very much a detective but also advanced in a way because it's very primal so it's advanced because it's primal right something i never really thought about before the show or before looking at like the chart of the show but I think it's super fitting. The show was groundbreaking, but it wasn't about like exposing women like a Scorpio might be like the detective who exposes. It's sort of just about mm-hmm. showing them in their true form, a little glammed up, a razzle dazzle. But really, it's just sort of like this is what women, you know, really do and really talk about and what women really worry about. Right. And the mm-hmm. moon was tightly opposite Venus and Taurus, which is Venus's domicile. So the moon opposite Venus is an interesting aspect to have, especially um, when one planet is in its fall and one planet is in its domicile. And because like both the moon and Venus are two planets that traditionally are associated with women. Um, the moon is what we need and Venus is what we want. So this opposition sh- like shows the conflict between the characters' needs and wants, both internally and in relationships. Also, the moon is in the 12th house, which is kind of about bottling up emotion or like not showing all your cards. And then it has a Sagittarius mm-hmm. rising, which Sagittarius relates to both humor and journalism, also a little bit of clownery. It makes sense that Sagittarius or that the protagonist is a like columnist, a sex columnist. Sagittarius is also corny, so it explains those god-awful puns. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Carrie's yeah. puns. And I had to wonder. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> Like, I was watching an old episode, and she wrote on a Post-it note and then put it on her laptop. It just said, romance, question mark. And I was like, what, are you, what the fuck is this? And- <laughs> 
what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually watched the show older in life. Obviously, we were like nine years old when it came out. But I feel like I didn't really get into it till I was like 25 and living in New York. And like just whenever I needed like just to put something on, I would just put Sex in the City on. And it was like, damn, a lot of this still really resonates. And then a lot of it yeah. still really, like, definitely didn't. But, I mean, it was like the precursor to everything. Like, girls wouldn't have existed without True. it. Like, it was a real game changer that influenced culture. And, the, you know, the show featured four successful women that weren't interested in marriage or settling for just, like, any old dude that came along. Like, obviously, like, Friends was seemed to be a little bit more groundbreaking in their portrayals of women, but they needed their male counterparts. Like this show didn't have that. The men were just in and out of the show. There weren't a lot of like singular male characters throughout the entire plot line. And they had jobs that they loved. They like spending time with their friends. They had busy social lives and they just like showed you, you could be happy and love your life and have a cool love life without being married. And like their primary support system was each other. Right. Which I have. Exactly. That's a person with an 11th house doll. I am really like. Yeah. Girl power. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I remember hearing the show, like, I think my mom watched it when I was younger, but even from like what I saw before, I like actually have never really tried to watch it that much. One of my roommates in college, like loves sex in the city. So she would like watch it sometimes. But I think like, I remember watching it and being like, oh, this is like what my life will be like when I'm older. Yes, like, I'll be like, <laughs> you know, like I'll go to brunch, even though I didn't know it was called brunch at the time. I assumed it was called breakfast, but it was like, I'm going to go out, get trashed on like a Friday. And then I'm going to go to breakfast the next morning and talk about it, which Which, partially true. Yeah, yeah, we certainly did that (laughs) that much. We did that a lot. Yeah. So Sex in the City also introduced the world to high fashion like Fendi, Dolce & Gabbana, Prada, um, Hermes. That was like not mainstream at the time, like only a certain like status or tier of people knew about them. And it also brought specialty cocktails into the mix and changed bar culture forever. Like before Sex and the City, people were just like, you know, scumbags. They're like, give me like whiskey and Coke, which like I'm down with. But now they were like, no, now I want a fucking cosmopolitan. I want my shit with a teeny at the end. And it's honestly all thanks to these four women. God bless them. Yep. Make sure to subscribe to Allegedly Astrology's Patreon to hear the rest of this exclusive episode.